Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Project Brief here on the Boink Radio. If you don't know what the Project Brief is, it's a little episode which I do every now and then where we talk about a particular project or new projects or even old projects or dead projects on the Boink Network. As usual, please leave all your questions to the end. And again, as usual, Jeringo, what is your favorite mathematical operation? Plus, minus, divide, multiply, anything? I'm trying to think of something witty having to do with surgery. Exponential. Uh, I'm just going to keep it simple. Uh, Multiplication. Okay, that's great. My one's uh, the definite integral. (laughs) I always loved doing integration back in high school. Is that the one with the really big S? Yes. Sweet. I think. I remember something from high school. (laughs) (laughs) And then you put the number at the top, and then you put the number at the bottom. Yeah, man. No, is that derivative? No, 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 no. That's the integral, but the derivative is the opposite of the integral. (laughs) Okay, and that's like a little apostrophe. Uh, yes, yeah, it's sometimes ref- it's sometimes denoted as an apostrophe, but it can also be dx over dy, stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Woo, math! I still exist! <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with multiplication. Okay, and so something that's new to this episode, because we're not going to be doing a regular radio episode, I've brought a beverage to review <laughs> right before we get into the Project Brief episode. Oh, what a cliffhanger! So- Yep. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So I think I've chewed through all the non-alcoholic stuff that I have left in my little box. And uh, the other day I went out to the city and this drink caught me by by the corner of my eye and I just could not, could not not buy it. <laughs> so uh, today we have a sparkling Chupa Chups melon and cream flavored carbonated drink. I don't know what is going on down in your country, <laughs> but you guys got to sort some shit out, all right? <laughs> I feel sp- for it. It's so sad. <laughs> no, th- this one actually tastes kind of good. Like, the the uh, the drink itself looks like liquid snot. Like, it's actually, it's like mucusy green. <laughs> oh but it God. actually tastes kind of good. It tastes like watermelon. What about the cream... Like, I'm down with a watermelon beverage, but why are you putting cream in there? I think um, it's referring referring to the cream like the creaming soda. So um, I I really can't really taste any cream. It's just really just all melon. (laughs) Right. All right. Thank you. Down that. And uh, the, it says on the can that it contains less than 1% melon juice concentrate. Wow. So if you multiplied that by 2, it would be less than 2%. See? Good at math. Multiplication. <laughs> yep. I, I, I guess that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's mostly just artificial flavoring in bubbles. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And 175 calories. <laughs> All right. How many grams of sugar? All right, let's see. We got 41 grams of sugar. You still, do you think you're ever going to beat your 60 grams from um, that brand? I can't remember. 
I like to keep the opportunities open. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, so let's get on with the project brief now. <laughs> oh, right. That's what we're doing. <laughs> okay. So from the question at the start, you probably guessed it. We're doing another math project. Uh, but this time, it's a new project. We've got a new project that's come out. Uh, and previously, neither of us could agree on the pronunciation. We were saying, oh, Ramanujan machine or Ramanujan machine. And uh, after watching an informative video, it is, in fact, Ramanujan machine. <laughs> ah, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Now, I hope you all are ready to bake a pie because we're going to do a little bit of cooking right now. So um, this project is a little bit different from other projects because usually projects kind of are made to solve things. So we want to know what uh, we want to know whether a prime number has any factors or a really large prime number has any factors to prove that it's prime. Maybe we want to know what's the most uh, efficient way to build an electronic circuit. Um, or maybe we want to know whether this radio pulse is, in fact, an alien signal. This project, however, uh, is actually generating. <laughs> it's generating problems. Um, and uh, basically what it does is it generates math constants from other math constants. And uh, what is that, you might ask? Well, let's uh, put, a, put a question to the audience and the modestly small audience we have here today. Um, what are some other ways you can represent pi? I know there's a couple uh, different formula that people can use and some funny, funky formulae that people can use to approximate pi. I mean, I guess you could do a crumble. <laughs> it's approximately a pi. Thank you. Good night. Yeah. Um, we also have 22 divided by 7. That's approximately pi. Uh, and we also have uh, the engineering method of approximating pi, which is uh, pi equals 3. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, know, we I don't think you you fully appreciate how much you just knocked down my respect for bridges, <laughs> my trust of bridges. Is that really what they do? No, it's it's a it's an in, it's an inside joke from the physics department. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Um, but yeah, so we're trying to figure out how can we approximate the number pi because we have these irrational numbers. And because they're irrational, we can't represent them with constants. So we have to, um, sorry, we can't represent them with mathematical uh, constants. So we either have to store the, uh, in, for example, in a computer, we have to store the actual n number of decimals of the number in order to make it as accurate as possible, which even though it's, it's still not that accurate. Or we can try and approximate it using constants just like how we did with pi with 22 over 7. So uh, basically, this process is kind of hard. Um, now, the project does have a video, which I did watch, and they pulled upon the story of, um, uh, I think it was someone, Gauss, I think, um, who happened to stumble upon a constant. <laughs> Uh, during some of his work, which actually represented uh, something else entirely. 
Now, this constant was kind of simple. It was something multiplied by pi, uh, 2 over pi or something like that. It was kind of simple. Like You'd probably come across that in everyday maths. The thing is, we are kind of unlikely to come across just some random equation for an irrational number just through doing normal math. So uh, what this project does is it kind of brute forces it. So uh, basically, it could be anything from, oh, let's just do uh, pi times 2 um, divided by e, all of that to the power of gamma or something like that. All right, it could be something as simple as that. Or it could be something that's a little bit more complex. So it could be like uh, doing the square the square root of 1 plus the square root of 2 plus the square root of 3 plus the square root of 4, all within each other. So a square root of a square root of a square root of a square root of a square root infinitely, forever. That could become a particular constant as well. And so this project explores many different options. Um, uh, including infinite fractions as well. Um, and basically what it's trying to do is trying to get an approximation to these irrational numbers using... Um, it's trying to get an approximation that is super accurate, like as accurate as it can be, uh, and probably as accurate as actually storing the digits of the irrational number um, without uh, using that stored number, with using some particular equation to represent it. So why is this important? Well, it depends who you ask. So for some people, it's fun. Uh, the researchers themselves said that this project literally started out of fun. Uh, themselves and a whole bunch of their mates were like, huh, what happens if we made like a little computer program to kind of find an irrational number sort of thing? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Let's do it. Let's try it. Uh, some people like finding prime numbers and crunch prime grid. And if you crunch this project, you'll have the chance of actually finding an irrational number. Now, for other people, let's say to numerologists, it's actually important to understanding the relationships of the constants with other numbers. So, um, like, uh, for example, in the video that they had, which I watched, um, they said that the... Uh, relationship between the discovery from um, actually no the relationship between some other uh, equation that represented an irrational number actually gave them an interesting idea on how um, uh, I think the Curie number I think they called it related to some other physical nature in uh, string theory I believe so numerologists enjoy this because they can find lots of little links between different numbers. Now, uh, to a computer scientist, so coming from my background, this could actually be used to find a much more efficient and highly accurate constant. So in computer science, usually how we store our irrational numbers is we just store them as straight decimals. We give them probably like 10 or 20 decimals of um, of precision. So what that means is we get the number pi, so three point, and then 20 of pi's decimals. Um, and then we just use that in computer science. But what if we could get a whole lot more accurate by turning this into an equation and storing that? On some 
programming languages, it's actually more efficient to probably, uh, it's more efficient and accurate to do that as an equation. So instead of storing this massive number, you're just storing an equation that could reduce data, that could also improve efficiency too, because um, sometimes processing all those decimals could bring about additional operations, such as for big numbers. Because uh, sometimes computers just don't like dealing with big numbers, and some programming languages have found a way around it, <coughs> Python. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yes, it can actually improve the efficiency of computer programs, uh, depending on which constants that we actually find. It also uh, piques the interest of the unknown. So for those of you that like, um, that like finding aliens <laughs> with SETI at home, this project is probably made for you too, because you might find an alien number. <laughs> Or, or we might even find a constant which represents the chances of me lo not liking a drink on the Boink radio. Ooh, I, I like that one. Let's do that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this project was um, initiated out of fun and um, it turned into a whole scientific kind of discovery thing. So it does have a paper attached to it um, and uh, you should be able to find a link either on the website um, or via the video that they've actually published. The video is kind of like a lecture, and it is an hour long. So if you're willing to watch an hour-long math lecture, I feel so sorry for you. I just watched the first 20 minutes and skipped through it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so there's, there's a video you can watch that gives a full, in-depth, mathematical, scientific explanation of the project. Um, there's, a, there's not too much information on their actual Boink website. Um, and uh, this is a new project, so expect the stability of work to be a bit iffy. I've had a few um, instances, I think I saw a few messages saying that uh, the work units for the project were a bit iffy. Some people weren't getting some. Sometimes the queue had zero work in it. So expect this from new projects as they get grounded and get started. Now, the project is CPU only at the moment. Um, whether they're going to move to GPU is too early to tell. Uh, so probably just keep it on your radar if you're interested in GPU computing for this project. Now, the project is also invite only. However, the code is on the front page. So I believe this is just a measure to prevent spam. Uh, so if you want to join, you just need to use the invite code in order to uh, create account. The uh, they also have a Discord server too, and it was uh, and uh, it is not very active, and it is quite small at the moment. And hopefully they're going to expand it a little bit. But they don't have any forums on their Boink webpage, so Discord is literally the only way to communicate with the project admins and also report any problems. So uh, that pretty much concludes the project brief for the Ramanujan machine, the new project that we've had. And uh, now we're open to some questions. If anyone has any questions, pop them I'll in the chat. Kick us off. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know where it's run out of or like what the server infrastructure is like if it's not run out of a university or anything like that? Yep. So I believe it is run out of a university, uh, depending uh, whether it's run on a laptop in a closet or on a university server machine? I don't know. Um, and I can get the name of the university in a second. 
Yes, please. This is really interesting. <laughs> I forgot to note it down. <laughs> While you're looking for it, I'll explain why I think it's very interesting. It's a, uh, I think this is a great example of just why Boink is awesome. There's no, can you imagine these guys being able to do this if they had to pay for a, a supercomputer? <laughs> just wouldn't happen. This project would not exist. These people would not be doing something they find interesting in the field they enjoy uh, with high processing computing uh, if Boink did not exist, really. So it's it's a great example of how Boink enables people, just general researchers or, or students of a field, to do stuff they wouldn't otherwise be able to do. And who knows what's going to come because of what's going to be discovered because of their ability to just play around with some processing. How neat is that? Now, I think I figured out why I didn't put the uh, <laughs> the name of the university in in my little notes is because they don't actually put it anywhere. Uh, I'm struggling to find which university it was from, but I know that in the video they actually said. So I'm trying to go and find it. It's the University of Good Vibes, my dude. Yeah. No, it's probably a legitimate university somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to start looking for some panko. I wish I could help you with the questions, but as our good listeners know, I'm currently breaking down a chicken and prepping some chicken parm. It's very exciting. I'm going to eat like fried kings tonight. Okay. Uh, now, I've got one university, but I don't think it's the actual university that represents the project. Um, uh, hold on. Oh, wait. No, never mind. Found it. It's a. Uh, Harvard, Harvard <laughs> University, ha- Harvard CMSA, I think. <laughs> oh, I love it. I thought it was going to be some obscure random uh, uh, Harvard. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to say the Israeli Institute for Technology because that's the one that popped out. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. That's that's the university. Harvard's behind it. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know whether they have an actual server or it's a laptop in a closet. But yeah, um, it's a American project. Neat. Okay, we got another question in the chat. Is it open source? Um, partly, I think. If I remember correctly, I was scouring through the Discord, um, the, the Discord channel, and I found a couple like uh, things that the actual software uses, uh, but yeah, I'm not sure if their code is open source. They might say that their code is open source in the one-hour lecture, maybe in the conclusion or something. But from what I listened to in the lecture, they didn't mention anything with source code. So, um, yeah, it's too new to know, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it is a little bit unfortunate. We do like to see Boink projects uh, have open source software so that we can help work on it. Uh, so maybe they might get a hint from this and open source their code so that some people can help them. And yes, I like the uh, I like the new name as well, the ramen nougat machine. <laughs> what is your favorite pie, Jeringo? 
Uh, that's a easy blueberry. Oh, nice. I don't think I've had a blueberry pie before. Ever? In your life? Nope. Only what apple pies. I, I, I can't seem to find a blueberry pie anywhere. Wow, yeah, you guys are too busy making cream with watermelon beverages. <laughs> this one was actually imported. Um, yeah, it was made in the Republic of Korea. <laughs> ah, okay. I also am, uh, in a close second, is a good key lime pie. Nice. I should find a pie shop. You should find a pie shop. How's lockdown Actually, going over there? Are you guys still in your 14-day lockdown that lasted 18 years? No, no, no. That that ended a while ago. Um, okay. Now it's just a free-for-all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the street. Yeah. At, at one point, we had, I think, 40, 47,000 cases per day, and that was just in my state. So um, on a per capita basis, that's pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully everything's wrapping up at this point. Yeah, it's just a free-for-all for now, pretty much. We've got less cases, but hey, stuff's chugging along. You're still probably doing better than Kentucky or whatever. <laughs> uh, and then we got another comment from uh, Joey in the chat. Well, at least it's not like Acoustic or Enigma where they just take the results for themselves and disappear. Yes, we always love projects that share their results and open source the results so that other people can use them. And I think what you're going to see from this project is that uh, they, the stuff that they're actually going to produce, the results of the project, are going to be open source because essentially that's the nature of the project. We want to know what these constants are so that we can actually improve things and find the links between all the different numbers. Did Enigma so, actually not share the results? I don't know. That's the accusation. <laughs> That's real lame if that's the case. Oh, this is the, okay. So they meant the website went down, so they weren't able to access the results. But the results were still shared amongst uh, amongst everyone because obviously it's a piece of history. So yeah, yeah. Maybe it's still in the archive.org, so you could probably search it up from there. Hey, dogs, I know you love math and theorems, but try and keep it down over there. Do we have any more questions in the chat? Are we uh No, I think we're good. Another, another great episode. Great project brief. I think we get a backlog of like five or six. So this is great. Whenever we don't want to do an episode, I can just upload a project brief. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, let's do the outro. So thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed the explanation of the new project that's come about. And uh, hopefully that's inspired you to go and uh, join the Discord <laughs> server for it and also go and crunch it. Uh, hopefully we might come back to this sometime later and see how they're going because they might have added a few things. They might have some discoveries. Um, I definitely want to keep an eye on any of the news that comes out of this project. Uh, unfortunately, they don't have a forum, so we can't actually actively know what they're doing. But um, hopefully we'll check the Discord every now and then to see if they've made a discovery. And, um, yeah, uh, hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, I'll see you for the next episode of the Project Brief. See you later. I know you just signed out, but can I say something about that? Yeah. Real quick. I actually kind of think it's really nice that they have a Discord. There's so many more features that Discord 
provides that forums don't. Like they're probably have an announcement server, announcement channel that we can link off to this server and have have just more news. And you have arguably more direct contact with the admin heads because it's live chat versus uh, a forum where you never know if like whoever you're trying to reach actually reads your post. Yeah, we'll have to get them to make an announcement shuttle because I'm in there right now and all they have is general and mathematics. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need. Yeah, that's great. All right, yeah, thanks, Delta. See you next week. All right, see you, everyone.